your weekly music and entertainment fix. Backstage with Sinead Nivorda. With all the best music, interviews and live sessions. On Radio Nova. So now it's time for William McCarthy of Augustine's. He's playing the Grand Social on Saturday the 20th of February. It's totally before I fell in love with their album. Uh, the self-titled one released just a couple of years ago. And Augustine's were here not too long ago, just last year to play Whelan's. And I'm joined now on the line by Billy. And Billy, I, as well as being a Dublin, you've been here a bunch of times, but I believe you lived in Cork. So tell me about the old story that brought you there. Uh, so I, I had I had kind of a romantic idea as a kid that I wanted to like go to where my family immigrated from. Ah, is <laughs> so, that where they're from? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah that's they're, fine. They're from a couple different from Kerry and also Cork, but I I just I Cork sounded like catchier. I think. Okay. I said, okay, I'm going to move to Cork, but <laughs> ended up busking and my music companion worked at um, Kennedy's Fried Chicken, which was. <laughs> Not glamorous, and just busked a lot. So it turned out a little bit different from what you expected, then, is it? <laughs> it was cool, man. I got I got my ass kicked a few times there for no reason. Um, You're joking me? I think I was defending a uh, a Hare Krishna that was being harassed, <laughs> and the, the oh. pack of hooligans turned on me, which was kind of. But I, you know, I take it all with a smile. <laughs> Who uh, won? Did they win? <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, the Hare Krishna didn't help me any. I'll tell, that, I'll tell you that. <laughs> he stood back and went, peace, peace, it'll be solved. Yeah, he was like levitating and he was eating like couscous and just vanished and just let me get stomped out in the streets oh, no. of Cork. Well, it's a nice thing of you to You know, after releasing the two albums, Augustine's and touring the world and doing the TV performances, festivals like Reading, what was it that inspired you to completely strip it all back to the core and venture forth on the solo acoustic tour? Oh, that's a good question. Mm. I, I think that if I'm honest, I'm like I'm telling an Irish person this, but I think I think in music there's a there's an oral tradition, you know what I mean, and it's it goes back for ages, and it's sort of in modern times it's sort of like you know there's always lore and stories of like oh man, you know Keith Richards and you know, <laughs> Keith Richards and his bottle of Jack Daniels, or did you oh the Eagles recorded you know all high on blow in the canyon of LA or this guy's a total monster and this guy's a sweetheart and you always kind of this within music like in in circles of musicians there's always like an oral tradition about um where people were when they wrote this what it's really about or these lyrics everyone thinks are about this and they're actually about that and there's like this oral side to it of like a storytelling and I really started thinking about that and I actually started as a busker, so yeah. that's there's tons of stories there, as we were just talking about with the Hare Krishna that wouldn't help me um, <laughs> defend him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so there's like a lot of stories, and like they've, they've just compiled over the years. And since I've been in a like a touring band that goes around the world, like there's even more stories. And I just started thinking, like you know, there's there's kind of like there's a saying like less talk, more rock. People really don't want to hear it at a rock show, but I was thinking if I can make an environment that welcomes that, like I could actually not only tell stories, but I'm, I'd love to like have pints and hear them because that's another side of it is learning about where you are. And I like to also make up songs on the spot, like rhyming songs. Like if I was in Texas and I wrote it. I was doing this song on the spot about Lance Armstrong's testicle 
and like how there's only one and how he just wants to win so bad and he feels really shamed by the whole steroid thing. I'm sorry, <laughs> uh, what? Really Did he want you to say the word testicle? <laughs> yeah, it's medical. I could say it on the radio. Um, yeah, so his family jewel, singular. Uh, yeah, it was just sort of like his will to win and how it's overshadowed by this Lance Armstrong like scandal thing. And I thought that was kind of funny and it just kind of comes to you and I think I like spontaneity you know I bet you do before I ask you about your approach to performing live I think I'm going to play something from your band from Augustine's this is Nothing to Lose But Your Head on Radio Nova
Music from Augustine's on Radio Nova, Nothing to Lose But Your Head and William McCarthy, frontman of the band, will be playing here next month at the Grand Social and I've got Billy on the line. So, Billy, I want to talk to you a bit about your voice, actually, because I read this great uh, quote, um, which would be fairly apt, I reckon, and compared your voice to that of Tom Waits fronting the E Street Band. So, uh, what are your thoughts on that? It's funny. Uh, yeah, that's, well, that's the Tom Waits thing. That's a compliment. Yeah, yeah. man, I mean... It's really funny. I just watched a documentary on Sinatra, and he had all this discipline, you know. Um, it's a lovely documentary if anyone out there Sinatra wants to discipline? Out. Really? Actually, the guy was a boozer. He was a womanizer. He was a mess. He was violent. He was like, I mean, I don't think towards women, but I mean, he had mob connections. He was a piece of work. Yeah. But I think when it came time to marquee and like to perform, he really reeled it in. He quit smoking, quit drinking. And, that's, and he kept that crystal clear, beautiful voice. Mm. But he smoked till he was 80. And then wow. he looked at Edith Piaf, and she, like, lived hard. And mm. I think that um, I kind of gave up on having, <laughs> kind of gave up on having a pretty voice a long time ago. And I started looking at, um, you know, like, like old, like, you know, Louis Armstrong and Tom Waits and, and people like that. And I appreciate, like, the gravel in their voice. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, I, I was a choir kid. Um, I had to sing in choir my whole childhood. and um, Yeah, it kind of kept me in the game. I really didn't want to be there. But I guess it kept me musical, you know? I believe you tend to create a bit of a bond with the audience by jumping off the stage and, and into the crowd, which is cool. So how, why, where did that come from, I guess? And what is it about that bond that you want to create with the audience in such a way? I don't know, man. I think, you know, because I, I frankly, can I swear? Go on, I'll bleep that later. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's, I think a lot of entertainment is bullshit. You know, you got like weird entertainment business stuff. Women aren't paid as much as men. Um, we we definitely get behind like Justin Bieber when we really shouldn't. Um, like there's a lot of like, you know, someone, I won't say who, but in Dublin took me to see a show of a band from New York and it was basically like a girl singing to a backing track and two percussionists. And I was sitting here, I'm like, what is this? Like how... The, the girl's got so many layers between, like, like me, the audience member, and her emoting. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm at like it's all smoke and mirrors. Like I'm mm. being lied to. Mm. Like I'm straight up being lied to. And why is everybody tapping their foot? Like I get it on some like, cokey weird disco trip like that's out there and some like background music stuff. But I don't want. I don't want my band to be background music. I want it to be foreground music. And closer than that, I want to stand right next to you. And I want to, like, play and stomp my foot. And I want you to be able to see it, just like a busker. And that's what's... When you look... You know, it's funny. Musicians spend a lot of time trying to refine their their rig, their their gear. And you look at African musicians and buskers and stuff, and they're killing it on, like, the worst guitars ever. And it's all soul. And... Um, I, I just, I'm trying to get closer to that in my work. I think I'm going to have to leave it there. Listen, we're looking forward to seeing you here in the Grand Social in Dublin on 20th of February. Are you looking forward to coming over? Uh, it's the joy. It's the joy. It's, it's the, the jewel and the crown of my tour is coming to Ireland. I'm really excited. I don't know if anyone will come. Of course. Come anyway. <laughs> we shall be there with bells on, Billy. Don't you worry. Yes. <laughs> Billy McCarthy of Augustine's. Thank you so much. On my way. <laughs> what a legend. You can catch William McCarthy of Augustine's at the Grand Social February the 20th as part of his journals, map stories and songs tour. The entire UK tour has sold out. So grab 